this summer we're bringing you double koi gig. You know what happened? It was that we stopped talking and then people went down and that, that was the it. problem. I needed the motivation of you slagging me every week to get good results and just imploded without that. Subscribe to the OTB Koi Gig pod on the OTB Sports app now. OTB AM with Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar. Alan Quinlan, good morning to you. Good evening to you. How are you? I'm good, lads, and yourselves? Yeah, good. The Ireland team has been named, if anybody missed it. Mac Hansen comes in for Keith Earls, and really that's the only change. There's a few changes on the bench. Rob Herring comes in. Finley Bielham is on the bench as well. But they've decided to double down. They went for it last week with their strongest team, and they've, they've decided that they're going to try and learn the lessons from last week and, and win a test. Uh, is it the right call, do you think? Should there have been some experimentation um, here? No, I think, I think it's the right call, and maybe I'm being a bit... Um uh, not been very, very ambitious in, in making all these changes. But I just think that, I think the reason here, Ger, is because when they reviewed the game and they looked at the stats and, and particularly the early start in the game, um, I believe that they feel they can uh, make that last for longer. And um, I think that's why they've gone with pretty much the, the, the same group. Uh, just one chair change. It's a bit hard on Keith Earls, but I think Matt Hansen probably um, coming into the tour was in pretty good form and was probably going to be selected for that first test anyway. So, um, yeah, I think they've gone for a bit of continuity and try and win this test and hope that um, they can turn the superiority of possession and territory into more scores and maybe fix the problems that they had last Saturday. It's easier said than done. I was in the team hotel just a short while ago and and uh, they announced the team and again it's hard to you know Andy Andy Farrell was asked a question about body language and was it good this week and um, he said that uh, <laughs> he's been in different teams played in different teams and I, I can relate to what he's saying where they've the body language has been brilliant and the team have been buzzing and then it goes pear-shaped in a match on Saturday and the opposite when it hasn't been very good and there's been a bit of core training that the performance can be brilliant so it's hard to read that but he did say that they train really well and they seem to be um, they're kind of full of belief that they can be better and, and make a real go over on Saturday it, it, it It's definitely it's not risky right because like I mean maybe, maybe it is very risky because if you get beaten again with your best team then you realise that oh my god we're, we're absolutely miles and miles and miles away from being able to compete in a, a World Cup quarter final but um, you know, we had Derek McNamara on during the week. He, he had crunched the numbers and the stats, and uh, he was more glass half full than glass half empty uh, after myself and Owen had been um, talking about it during the week as well. So, I suppose if you're the Ireland management team, you think, well, we did have possession before Sexton went off. We were in control of the game before Sexton got injured. We were in control of the game um, in many ways, and so if Sexton plays the full game or seventy minutes of it, whatever, uh, and we have that level of control for those seventy minutes then it's going to be much tighter. And, you know, if we don't give them 28 points, well, then the scoreboard's going to be much closer as well. Yeah, of course. There's a lot of ifs and buts there. And I chatted to um, Josh van der Fleer. I interviewed him a while ago. And I kind of put that to him that, um, you know, when you play New Zealand, what's the difference between playing them here or playing them at home? And it's hard to pinpoint... um, there's a ruthlessness that's always there with them and I think and I've kind of referenced this already chatting to you last week that you know if you go back to the games that Ireland beat them 
They seem to be very ambitious, very accurate for long, long periods of the game. Of course, you're always going to make some mistakes, but that 10-minute period, and, and of all the teams in world rugby, they're probably the team that punish you the most if you make mistakes and if they get their tails up. And they're in a bit of a rebuilding uh, process themselves. That's seven changes from the team that's, that played last November. A lot of familiar faces, but they're very, very ruthless in what they do. And um, I think if you make wholesale changes, then you risk... It's risk-reward. If it works, it's loads of energy, loads of enthusiasm, new guys in, um, and, you know, they bring that energy. I think the continuity piece is particularly when you're looking at reviewing the game and you look at little moments and things that you could have done differently. And we, I highlighted them on Monday, you know, the quick penalty from Gibson Park, maybe breaking out from the mall, a couple of kicks that probably should have went into touch. And they lost control at that period. And as I said, of all the teams, um, historically, they will punish you severely if you make mistakes. So um, it's a kind of a catch-22 because you do want to develop a bit of depth and you do want to go to the World Cup in France next year, ideally, and 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 be able to win the big matches and have brought through more guys that that can step up to the place. But um, yeah, it's uh, it's it makes for a really interesting one. They've kind of gone with the same selection as well. And and the challenge here and the question here, Jar, is will they get better as well? I think Ireland will be better, and I still think they will learn from some of their mistakes. But the chances are New Zealand are going to be better as well. More than likely they will. Like, and traditionally, with Gregor Paul on, he said that the third test in these um, opening test series for New Zealand is when they put in their, their best performances and he referenced the 16-0. I, I do think the 16-0 is like a bit of a red herring given that we had a sending off so early in the game and, and that completely skewed it and heads went straight away when that happened. But, uh, you know, if, if they continue to improve, like you would still make them very strong favourites for this game at the weekend but we do expect a much crisper controlled performance from Ireland yeah and I think they they believe um, look they have to try and believe but I genuinely think they believe that if they can kind of sustain what they did in the first 20 minutes for a long, longer period there's no way you're going to be able to do that for 80 minutes but um, you've just got to be sharp and really limit the mistakes and, and hope that um, you get a little bit of flow and momentum and um, I think they'll try and do the same whether you know they can break down New Zealand um, again at the weekend and particularly I suppose what happened in the second half but it's going to be very very difficult you know they've um, Sam Whitelock is out for them he'll be a, certainly be a loss Scott Barrett you know goes into the second row and Papali comes into the back row it doesn't really weaken them. They've made a couple of changes on the bench as well, but um, it's a very, very difficult task. It, it always was before this tour, um, but I think really um, you would hope that Ireland will be able to control the tempo a little bit better. And the key part of, of, of their attack in, in recent years when they've been successful is their set piece has been pretty solid. So they can't afford to have a creak and scrum this week um, they can't afford to lose four lineouts um, if they want to win this game I think they're the small things and small details that are going to be really important and dare I say they've got to be really physical because um, you know the collisions at the breakdown probably in a, a few crucial moments they lost them after again in that first 20 minutes they had some brilliant turnovers Ty Bourne had one Peter Romani had one um, they isolated New Zealand a little bit so um, they've got to get to a lot right this week but I think they believe they can 
and Andy Farrell was asked about the pressure and um, he's kind of the type of character that you would always think and he played like that as a rugby league player um, that loved the challenge and I love the fact at the press conference that he was saying look we want to, to we want this pressure because we want to test the characters of our players we want to see how far they can go we want to see had they got the stomach for it uh, and that they were his exact words and you know that's the challenge really they've got to step up this week and um, aside from you know getting their game right they have to really kind of have a, a bit of mental fortitude um, and a bit of aggression and, and anger with them this week and really hope that you know they can front up and they get some of the 50-50 calls maybe that went against them last week not to decide they weren't the deciding factor I think there was some you know the, the Reese several Reese try just kind of turned the whole momentum they have to create some momentum shifters this week themselves and I think if they can get into the 50th, 60th minute, um, either ahead or, you know, close to New Zealand, I think they're, they'll be in a really, really strong position. Sounds very obvious, doesn't it? But I think if they can stay in the game past half time this week, I think they'll really believe and maybe they'll create a little bit of doubt. But, you know, on one hand, then you think, well, New Zealand will get better and they'll be tails up and uh, yeah. they can be devastating. Let me let me ask you right, so um, Andy Farrell says he wants the team to be under this pressure and to see if they respond and, and it's a test of character for them. What if they fail that test of character? What if it's another 46-12? Yeah. yeah, if they fail that, well <laughs> you know, we'll have to analyse the game and see where it went wrong and decide if the players actually have the stomach for it. Are some players um you know, should should they be on the team? Should we make changes? Like it's a very, it's the wrong time to really kind of um, start picking the breaking the team completely apart. We have to realise, Jaron. Look, you know that you notice yourself that the New Zealands are capable of of you know. We don't know how good this All Black team is at the moment. We know there's a lot of excellent players on the team. They've probably had an up and down kind of period since the World Cup South Africa have had a fair bit of dominance against them we've beaten them um, Australia I think possibly Argentina maybe during COVID got a victory in Australia um, so they've shown some vulnerability and the pressure that was on them last week was immense the pressure that's on Ian Foster the coach so um, if Ireland fail here and, and, and you know get a big beating if you like well is it back to the drawing board? What do you do? You you know, there's. It's not as if we have well, ten not, players at home. I was going to say. Here. I was going to um, say. There's not much that. And for, for me, that's there's the not risk. a lot we can do. Yeah. Well, so that, and that's the risk in picking your best team. You pick your best team last week. Okay, fair enough. You want to get out the whole thing off to a, a really good start. They get hammered. You pick your best team again the second week. If they get hammered again, it is definitely. Oh, okay. Uh, what do we do now? Because there yeah, isn't. But, you know, the team played the Marys. Yeah, it depends what you what like. They were beaten by, was it 22 or three points last week, uh, 42-19. It should have been closer. I think the score flattered a little bit. Um, now, look. The score always flatters, the flatters a little team. bit, though. Like the World Cup quarterfinal yeah. in Japan, you know, well, maybe it wasn't, if we hadn't. It wasn't, yeah. Well, no, but it wasn't. It was that. Look, I think we're clinging on to the period of, of before half time, And I think Ireland, it wasn't as if they were unbelievably dominant the whole game I think when you look at it of course there was mistakes and and I thought the the New Zealand tries were, were they didn't have to work very hard from 
of course, if you if you kind of have a really really disappointing performance, you're well beaten. Well, it's 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 going to be a hard one to take, and it'll be very hard to pick themselves up for a third test. And I think you will have he'll have no choice but kind of make make some changes then and um, see where where the, what the players can do. Gavin Coombs maybe come in. Um, you know, it's a pity. It's 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 it, you know, it's a pity that Ronan Keller isn't here. I think he's such a good player. It would have been brilliant to see him here and have uh, Dan Sheehan coming off the bench. Henderson's a loss. We don't have the same pool or depth of players that they have. And honestly, I drove from Queenstown today to to uh, to Dunedin, and I must have passed uh, fifty. Uh, rugby pitches and schools in a in a three hour journey and kids out playing rugby. It's just it's an it's 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 hard to put it into context how passionate and how important rugby is here. And given the the amount of players they have here, um, you know, if we had any anywhere near the same depth, uh, it would be incredible. But look, it's that's why it makes it such a difficult task, and that's why you've been in, they've been near top of the pile forever um, the All Blacks so um, why why yeah, is it question- so different like to play there compared to like in Ireland like if, if if Ireland's soccer team played New Zealand in New Zealand you'd just be you wouldn't think it made much of a difference at all like the climate isn't much different what is it like why, why is it so difficult to win there I just think that there uh, Johnny it's it's a good question and you know I've, we, there's always this intrigue in sport about you know home and away and you know when I played for Munster when one of the big goals we had at the start was win in France for the first time be the first Irish team to win in France we did it and then you start to say well why can't we do this more regularly and mm-hmm. then other teams started doing it but you know it's 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 a different environment it's a different dressing room the travel uh, the crowd the referees get swayed and you start adding all those little points together and, you know, they create um, a different environment for you. Um, and I think there's so much pressure on New Zealand every time they put on the jersey, but particularly at home. They get absolutely slated here if they lose a test match. Um, if they lost last week in Ireland, beat them, they'd be calling for the head coach, the captain, uh, wholesale changes in the team. So it's like a religion here, really. It's like our GA, really, at home. It's just everywhere you go, you see people with rugby balls and you drive through the small towns and it's just so passionate. So I think they feel more responsibility at home here. Like, they seldom lose away from home either, but mm-hmm. um, they very, very rarely lose at home. And it's just like a religion here to them. You said about the officiating, is that like, I think Ty Byrne was quoted after the game and saying he can't he can't figure out some of the decisions like from the first test is that an issue at all for Ireland or a little bit um, I think there was issues at the breakdown that weren't picked up um, there was a Scott Barrett clear out on, on Peter O'Mahony which is baffling that it, he, he was he wasn't cited that doesn't make any um, sense does it? it it makes no sense and World Rugby should really come out and answer um, what the situation is here it's, it's a clear clip of Scott Barrett hitting Peter Manny with his shoulder in the back of the head, neck area, and the referee said it was it was in the chest. And you could hear Peter Romani um arguing the point afterwards. He's not cited for it. It's not highlighted anywhere. There's no real replays here um because um New Zealand uh the coverage, the the control by the director at the match and all those pictures are controlled by um uh, Sky Sports in New Zealand. And I'm not criticizing them, but I'm just saying 
it's kind of swept under the carpet and it's just let's move on and there's no issue here. Um, if that was in the Northern Hemisphere, Ger, it's a red card and it's a suspension. And how it's not even mentioned or, or clarified um, afterwards or during the week, um, like it was a clear shoulder into the, the back yeah. of Peter Romani's head and neck. Yeah. And like, like, look, thankfully he wasn't injured. It wasn't that forceful. Um, but if that was in the Northern Hemisphere, it's a red card. So look, it's, I'm talking about some of the refereeing decisions. They weren't the deciding factor here because um, I think New Zealand were just ruthless at a few really, really crucial moments and they can do that to anyone. But I just thought, um, and the penalty count, Ireland, New Zealand were 14 penalties, Ireland were 10, so, but a lot of those penalties were late on. Yeah, um, and the yellow card was pointless because it was at the end, whereas actually if there'd been an early yellow card for either team, then we might have had a sense of, okay, the rules are being... It's funny because it, it was obviously a Northern Hemisphere referee. Like, I don't know, is there an overcorrection? Yeah, when, when yeah you down, and I like, just, look, I just think there was no... Um, from the the two assistant referees, very little intervention, bar calling a few few um, offsides. The TMO was silent the whole game. Um, I just can't understand why he doesn't go back and say to Carl Dixon, "Look, we got to check this. It's shoulder to head. Yeah. Let's at least review it. Um, Stick it on the big screen so the, the everybody rook. can see it. You know. So some of the entries into the rooks, um, the side clearouts. Um, I think uh, Andrew Porter's about to score a try. Sam Whitelock just drives straight in, in from the side on the on the goal line. Again, it, Ireland wouldn't have won the game, I don't think, but it would have been a lot closer. And well, it, it's um, not even about that. It, it, it then prevents that from happening this week. That's the main thing. Is that like as we saw, Raz's video yeah. stopped so everything sure. from happening week two, and that's the whole point of of trying to understand exactly what's supposed to happen. Yeah, and look, we saw from Razzy Erasmus last year at the Lions, every coach could probably, and I'm sure Ian Foster could go out and pick some clips and say that the Irish team were, were infringing. Yeah. Um, but if Andy Farrell is picking his clips this week, uh, you know, some of them were very, very obvious that he would want, he said he wanted clarity on some of the clean-outs, um, some issues. So, Jakob Piper's reference this week, you know, will they be watching for the kind of side entries in rocks, the clear outs beyond the rock <laughs> players were tight. So, you know, that makes yeah. it more difficult because players are off their feet and then the kind of a little gap can open up. Scott Barrett was holding Josh van der Fleer for Aaron Smith's break through the middle of the rock. Things I would do myself. Absolutely. No problem at, at saying that, but you need a little bit of help sometimes. And sometimes in these situations, um, you don't get them when you're away from home, but we've got to take our hat off and say, look, New Zealand were brilliant at that period of time and the tries they scored and, and the effectiveness and ruthlessness um, was there and, and they punished Ireland. And if Ireland make the same sort of mistakes again this week, very, very quickly, the game is it can be gone away from you. Physically, where are they at, the Irish team, at this stage of the season? And psychologically, they go into this, obviously, knowing that, as Jarrah says, like a bad defeat here is a massive psychological blow. But like physically, they collapse in the second half to an extent to last year. Do they, do they have it in them at this it's stage? It's actually of the the first, at the end of the first half they collapsed. Mm. So well, I mean, after second. the second half, do you know what I mean? Yeah, so, like, yeah I, I thought they finished the game really strong. So, I like John Duggan asked me this last um, Saturday after the game when I chatted to him about... You know, it's a long season, are they tired? Um, is that play a factor on that? I don't think so because it's been a different season. There's been lots of stop-start situations with COVID. A lot of the players have been pretty fresh. Um, I know mentally you're still going in July playing rugby, but there's been lots of breaks through the season. So I wouldn't kind of go down that road of we're very fatigued. And 
Um, you know, so I think they're in decent shape. I thought physically they were well able to match New Zealand. Uh, it was just that little bit of X factor at times and and that clinical kind of attack that really punished Ireland and, and punished those mistakes. I didn't really see... Oh, look, I think collectively there's an aggression there and a real kind of hardness amongst these New Zealand players and that's kind of a standard when you put on that jersey. They're not massive physical specimens that you're 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 they're overweighing the opposition. But I tell you, they're so aggressive and collectively they're very, very aggressive in what they do. So I would like to see Ireland be a bit more aggressive, a little bit more narky on Saturday and uh, really kind of have more of a physical kind of fight and confrontational approach within the boundaries, yeah. not giving away stupid penalties and yeah. stuff, but just be a little bit... Um, a little bit clinic, uh, cynical themselves. One, one last thing on this, right? It's it's less the physical toll of the season. Some of our players are just not in their peak form at the moment. You wouldn't say Tyke Furlong is in his peak form. You wouldn't say James Ryan's peak form. And you wouldn't say Keelan Doris are in their peak form. Yeah, and there's no, um, there's no uh, reason to suggest that they won't find their form at the start of the season. Some player, everybody's different mentally, physically. Um, I would think they're in decent shape physically, but just maybe um, the end of the season James Ryan has been out for a fair bit um, he's trying to fight, fight to find his form again Caelan Doris had, had an absolutely brilliant year I suppose the last uh, the end of the season was disappointing for him who knows what he's feeling um, he could have a stormer this week you know James Ryan I think is working incredibly hard Tyke Furlong is probably you see, the challenge here is when you're kind of you're turning that world class like Ty Furlong has been for a long, long time, and then Scrum creaks a little bit, and you don't you're not as prominent as maybe you have been, or not making those ten, fifteen yard bursts that he normally does. Um, I think. Sorry, I lost you for a oh, sector. Yeah. Um, um, I, I think then that's uh, you're more scrutinised more, but again. Um, who knows what way, but what they're feeling? But I think that they're still top quality players will, that will go to the World Cup and and hopefully they'll perform on Saturday. Because um, if oh. Ireland have any chance, they need they need a real collective effort here and a cohesive effort from everybody. All right, Alan, good stuff. Give us your prediction. Oh, I'm not sure we win, but I think we'll be quite close. I really believe that. Um, Look, I, 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 I just can't see us winning. I'll, I'll find it hard to believe, if you know what I mean. Yeah, but um, yeah. I, I still think we're going to have a, a real good rattle off them and uh, and make it very, very close. I'll tell you, if we're... If I can't we're see us winning, on, but it'll be very close. Yeah. If if Well, what do you want me to say, Johnny? It's hard to ever, <laughs> ever back against the All Blacks. We're in New Zealand here, so me yeah. saying Ireland are going to win on Saturday is kind of, you know, that's, that's leading with my heart. I just think... I think we'll see a much better performance and if Ireland are in the game in 50 minutes, 60 minutes, I think we'll win the game then. I think if we can get to that point, I think we will win it then. So you but, can see us winning? Uh, yeah, I can see us. There's lots of ifs and buts. But, a million look, ifs and buts, really. Me now, put, put, me on, put me on the spot and uh, you know, New Zealand will win the game. If I asked either one of you who will win the game, what are you going to say? New Zealand, yeah. Yeah, oh, that's what I'm, I'm saying. Are you gonna? I think. I think. Uh, what little I know, I think it'll be closer though. Yeah. I mean, I hope you're all right. I hope you're all right because if it's not closer, it's a bit of a disaster. It's bad. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see. I mean, look, the the evidence suggests that we we could have 
kept it much closer. Certainly, the the stats back up the people who are optimistic. Mm. I, I'm just still, you know, if, if we if we ones. if we get a little bit of luck, if we get a little bit of luck on Saturday, we need a little bit of luck. Yeah. We may have, a, we you know, I think we have a good chance then. All right, Quinny, good stuff. Thanks a million. Okay. OTB AM with Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar.